0: I started a series called What a Mess, and that was part one. My intention was to do part two and part three, but I'm going to put a hold on that series because, let's be honest, um, probably want to hear more about the coronavirus or COVID-19 more than anything else. It's kind of that thing that's on our mind that we can't uh, stop thinking about, wondering about, being concerned about. And so, yeah, let's talk about the coronavirus. Let's talk about COVID-19. You don't, uh, you don't have to look for bad news when it comes to this stuff, obviously. It's what the media is so focused on. Now, of course, it can be a very serious thing for some people. And so, uh, you know, there are definitely people who are more vulnerable to this virus, I guess we could say, than others. And uh, I'm not going to diminish the seriousness of it at all. And I believe we should listen to the CDC and take all the necessary precautions in doing our part to keep this virus from from spreading. Um, And I get it. In these times, it it can be hard to see through all the fears and anxieties that we might have in the middle of things like this. I mean, this is something new. This is the unknown and... um, you know, there's so much information out there, so many different aspects that are uh, avenues, platforms that we use and that we listen to. And I would agree um, that as I look at things, it does seems that uh, our fears and anxieties are what's on display more than anything else, right? It can be seen in the, the rush to buy toilet paper. Well, what is up with that? I, I still, I don't, I'm trying to figure that one out and... The only explanation I got was from some people saying that being able to buy in bulk brings comfort, and that's one of the easiest that was one of the easier things to buy in bulk and I don't know man i don't I don't understand the toilet paper thing. I tell you when all this is done then a lot of people's houses are going to be toilet paper all right uh so you know this rush to the stores to buy this toilet paper and water and other food items that um Sure. I mean, we were being told to make sure we we're ready to be able to, you know, hunker down for, you know, two weeks or whatever. And then then you get all this other information, all these other days that are mentioned, the time spans that are mentioned. And, and quite frankly, let's just be honest, it freaks us out. And so we're like, well, we've got to take care of it now because, um you know, you don't know when things are going to be available. When everybody's thinking this, you know, this, the shelves are emptied and um, makes it very difficult for everyone to get what they need. Uh, Lots of people hoarding things, and uh, all sorts of stories are out there. And so what I I acknowledge the seriousness of it, okay? I also understand even how and why some act the way they do. Um, You know, the tension that is there, the fear and the anxieties that are there, especially the family, Um, I, I get it. I totally get it. Okay, and it's really difficult to see through all of that to see anything good, so what, what I wanted to do is to share with you some good news right some 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 stories that I think highlight the good that is in all of us i i I'll tell you how this came about. I saw this story uh, come across my feed and and um, it was highlighting some something good that was happening in the middle of all this chaos and it, Obviously, it stuck out to me because most of the stories out there that are being told, the narratives right now, doom and gloom, very negative, very bad things. And again, I don't diminish the seriousness of it, of uh, this, this issue. Um, but whenever you have something that's positive pop up, obviously it sticks out. And so I took note of it. And then a few days later, I came across another story. And so what I did was I started to save and keep track of any any story or narrative that I came across that mentioned something good that was going on. And I want to share with you some of the stories that I have come across and uh these span the world, okay? And so uh, again, it's not diminishing the seriousness of the situation with the with the virus and the spread of the virus. I, for one, believe that we should all be doing our part to uh, make sure that uh, this thing doesn't spread and that we can get a hold of it and uh, be done with it sooner than later. But all of us have to do our part, and so, man, I see this as an amazing opportunity as human beings to come together and in solidarity and and uh, consider one another, and that's what these stories do. And so. Obviously, you know, throughout the United States, um, you have Chinatowns in various cities, major cities especially, and uh the coronavirus fears have taken a toll on Chinatowns around the U.S. Uh, some say that uh, there are some stores that have completely had to close down. I mean, they just couldn't stay open anymore because of a lack in business, and you have... Uh, Others who have experienced upward to upwards to you know eighty percent um in loss of in traffic and people coming through, and again, I understand some of the reasons behind it um I get the fears and the cautiousness that people are having to take um but specifically, I want to tell you something about a story in Chicago in the Chicago community. Some people got together and did what is called a restaurant crawl. For uh, in order to help out some of these smaller shops in uh, Chinatown, uh, and so what a restaurant crawl is is you pick out several restaurants within walking distance of one another, and you know you you decide to just sample from di- different ones. You purchase different pieces of food or, or whatever it is, um, whether it could be you know you might be able to get a, an appetizer from one and, and an entree from from another, a drink from another, a dessert from another. Whatever How, the point is, is you. You go through these various shops and you sample the foods that they have, and the point was to bring businesses business into these places. And the story goes that uh, the 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 person who set this up uh, was only expecting maybe five or ten people, and he got over to a hundred people that came out to help. Now you got to understand this is in a situation where uh, people were trying to stay away. Uh, I think. Considering where it was, Chinatown, there was probably some fears and anxieties that were you know, probably driven by some prejudice there. Um, but I, I can't say for sure. Uh, some believe that that's what was going on, uh, some kind of profiling that was happening there. But r- regardless— what happened was people saw that they were suffering and they wanted to try and lend a hand bring out support to uh some of these restaurants and people came out into uh, these areas and it was about getting out and supporting those who who needed it and and again the people who felt like it was okay who were taking necessary precautions the people who felt like they were on the lower spectrum of um you know being vulnerable to this virus, were willing to step out and do whatever they could uh, in order to provide support to these places. And I man, I, I look at that, I, I think about that and I'm like, man, that is I think it's amazing. I think it's a very' it's, it's, it's a very hopeful picture that is painted you know for us in times where it would be extremely easy to just stay away and turn an eye, people said, no, we're going to get out there and we are going to try and support these shops, these shops that depend on people coming through, you know, foot traffic, uh, they, they, these, these are like mom-and-pop restaurants that, you know, they, <laughs> they're, they're not making a killing off of this stuff, right? Like they, they need this business in order to survive. And someone saw the need and uh, put the word out and, man, you know, a, a movement was created in order to bring some support in in these in those those moments for for these restaurants um pretty fascinating to me um another story i came across was from uh, new york a community neighborhood in new york state uh obviously this is an area that it's a, it's a high profile containment area and so uh the people who are living in these areas are you know, isolated, being quarantined. They 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 are having to basically, you know, ride this stuff out on their own. Um but their neighbors wanted them to know otherwise. And so these people who are in these containment areas are finding support from their neighbors uh of all ages. Um, neighbors who are not quarantined in their homes, or or doing things like tying ribbons around trees and writing messages on these ribbons and making signs that say we support our neighbors, and uh, and doing this, they're doing this to help those who are quarantined to not feel like they are are isolated and and alone. And, uh, and neighbors are going on shopping trips for them. Some. Food establishments are waiving delivery fees for residents in the area. People are, are, are coming together in the community to provide meals for the kids who are out of school, who normally depend on the meals they get uh, in school. And the food that's being provided for them is being donated uh, by residents. And that food is being uh, handed out. And again, all this is being done by residents of that community, of their neighbors who are wanting these people to realize that they're not alone uh, in this and that they have support from other people. This is, this is a picture of what it looks like to love your neighbor, right? To, to, to take uh, in the interest of others uh, as you consider how you're going to handle this situation uh, for you and your family. Um, but it's a moment of coming together and showing people that they have worth and value. Uh, Another story I came across was from uh, Scotland, Edinburgh, capital of Scotland. There's a a man who owns a convenience store there, and a lot of his customers are people who I guess you would consider vulnerable. And so what he did was he put together these survival packs, basically preparing people for the, the chance that the, the high likelihood probably that they would be in lockdown. They would have to quarantine themselves. And so put together these survival packs um, for them in case this ends up happening. And these survival packs contain a roll of toilet paper, some antibacterial hand wash, some uh, uh, pocket tissues and some, something equivalent to ibuprofen. And he's giving them out to them to people who are like over the age of 65 those who struggle to get around he's he's giving them out for free and he's willing to deliver them he is he is paying for all of this out of his own pocket and he says simply the satisfaction that he gets from helping other people is just just amazing and He's going to continue to do this for as long as he can. And if he runs out of toilet paper, he says, well, we'll start giving other things out like pasta and, and whatever else that he has on hand. Again, this is just a convenience store. And uh, he's willing to do this uh, and uh, for free of charge. I mean, he's not charging anything. And he's just looking out uh, for the best interests of those that he's that he his customers, those he normally serves and uh, who are. Most vulnerable in his particular area. Um, another place and I think it's called Doolin. I'm not sure. It's an it's an, it's an Ireland. It's an Irish hotel. D o o l i n. Uh, this hotel though has offered to deliver. Check this out. Dinners to the elderly, to the vulnerable, to the sick, or anyone who's just having a difficult time um, and 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 who can't leave the house due to the virus. And and uh, check this out. They're doing it for free. They're not charging people for the meals. Like they are cooking. You call them up and you tell them where you are and they will deliver you a meal free of charge, free of charge. Again, another way of people who are looking at their resources. Like think about it. These are these are owners, people who have access to goods, who have a certain place in, in these communities. And they're looking around, looking at their own resources, and they're saying, what can we do to help? And they're doing what they can with what they have. And I I, I think this is awesome. I think it's, a, it's an amazing picture, again, of what it looks like to love your neighbor, love people who are around you. And I'm sure you, you've seen the videos of people in Italy uh, singing from the balconies and in you know, heard of restaurants shutting down but uh still paying their employees, you know, schools who have had to cancel and you know, teachers are going to still get paid and uh basic stories that you see in the news, you know, of course the stories of athletes making major donations to food banks, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm gonna tell you about one restaurant here in Dallas called Bouillon, and uh it's closed its doors except for Friday and Saturday nights from 5 to 10. And they're going to continue, check this out, they're closing the doors and they're not serving customers except for Friday and Saturday nights from 5 to 10. But they're going to continue to pay the staff. And they've asked them, the staff and the kitchen, to basically engage in community service, including things like, helping with grocery shopping and running errands for elderly and the high-risk individuals providing child care for parents who have to go to work but you know whose kids are out of school because of the cl- school closures and in other words they're they're asking their employees to help out and do your part by by helping those around you wherever you can and wherever you are uh, again <laughs> highlighting this 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 notion of doing your part and it's not just about self-preservation right it's about it's about coming together and uniting and the way you do that is by seeing the value and worth in other people and loving them and expressing that love to those who are around you by helping to provide for the needs that they have in these moments and is looking out for the vulnerable for those who need help in and figuring out how to navigate these situations that they find themselves in people who are working who still have to go into work but their children are no longer in school how do you deal with that with daycares and and so when someone being 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 closed down uh trying you know all of a sudden you're having to find solutions for problems you didn't have before and uh they're asking their employees to step in whenever they can whenever they see uh, those around them um in the with these needs. Um man, I absolutely love this. Uh of course it was nice to see both major political parties here in the US pass, you know, measures to help with the crisis. At least they got something, right? They got something passed. They like they did something. Uh something that I think is a big deal. I think it's worthy of noting. So there's good news for you right there, right? And for me it's also nice to hear the general message across really many countries and different people, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, you know, different belief systems, different worldviews, people from across across the world. This general message. Um Saying that during this time, to 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 stay connected and to look after your neighbors and the, the, those who are, are, would be considered most vulnerable, the idea is being pushed and promoted that we're in this together and it's going to take us all united together to to get over this and to deal with this. And it's it's a solid. It's like a solidarity movement where we're being challenged to see one another as being human and and worthy of love. We. We're being challenged to embrace the responsibility to look out for one another, to, to to consider others, to see the world bigger than ourselves, right? And is is this not the message that Jesus presented? Is this not what Jesus did literally? And is is this not what the disciples of Jesus are challenged to do today? And so as I look around during this time yeah there's there's lots of there's lots of negative things there's lots of fears and anxieties and concerns about what's going to happen and people are going to deal they're gonna have to they're gonna be be faced with some uh some very sad realities um, in so many different ways and uh emotions are gonna be all over the place at various times and yeah there's it's a it, it, it's it's a serious situation and it has to be taken seriously and handled seriously and man I have to say what I am seeing in stories like these that I've mentioned and, and others is what I believe it's the good the good that is in each of us and sure maybe there are lots of people overreacting but Maybe there are also lots of people who are also expressing love. So in light of this, maybe ask yourself how you might express love during this time